there. I'm Christy. This is Awaken the Extraordinary. And uh, let's leave a few seconds for some music. Okay. Well, consider this your standard basic intro. And let's get on with the episode, shall we? So just so you can get the setting here, it's like 923. I had to pull the phone away because I have nearly 45-year-old eyes and uh, seeing up close isn't so easy for me anymore. Um, But I am outside. It's still kind of daylight out, (laughs) but it's really nice because I can walk up and down our road and I don't have to worry about anything. There's six houses on this road. We know every single person and I don't really hear much. Like you hear a couple generators, you hear crickets, you hear sprinklers, maybe an occasional car, sheep. It's really nice. Oh wait, there's a dog. (laughs) Maybe horses, but it's really nice. Um, In this episode, I wanted to talk about being sensitive and being labeled as too sensitive and how this kind of sprung to my mind. So a few weeks ago, my kid who loves orcas was like, I want to work with orcas. When I get older, I want to work with orcas. And, you know, we were from San Diego, went to SeaWorld. And um, I know there's a lot of controversy about that, and I'm not going to go there. But um he really liked going. He really loved seeing the orcas. He really loved seeing the dolphins. And he is just kind of obsessed with them. And so when I picked him up one day and he was telling me how he wanted to work with the orcas when he got older, I was like, you know, there's this really cool movie I watched as a kid called Free Willy. And it's about a little boy who becomes friends with an orca and I think you should watch it. I think you'd love it. So we watched it. He loved it. Then it gets to the end where they're trying to free Willie and those money hungry businessmen are trying to keep him trapped. So they can get their insurance money. And then I start getting emotional. (laughs) I start like tearing up. And when Willie jumps, so when Jesse gets Willie to jump over that rock wall, I am a blubbering mess. (laughs) And I'm laughing because I have not seen the movie in easily over a decade at that point and I'm blubbering as though I, I've, I'm seeing it for the very first time and my husband's kind of laughing at me and I'm just like it doesn't matter this, this movie gets me every single time and I told my husband I said you know I grew up going to SeaWorld a lot I had a friend that worked there and when we were teenagers We would go, you know, a couple times a week during the summer because they had summer nights and 
it was the Shamu show back then. And that was when the trainers could actually be in the tank with the orcas. And I remember being moved to tears when I would watch the show. And for me, it was just about the bond that was possible between two totally different species. And just looking at, I think too, just like a person and their size relative to an orca and just seeing how such completely different creatures could have a connection. And I just thought that was beautiful and just amazing. As I'm recording this, you know, I'm, I'm outside and there are these, there's this bunch of clouds to the left and I just keep seeing lightning. It's just within that area. And it's, it's pretty cool. There's nothing else anywhere, but that's pretty cool. Um, and I remember my friend would kind of laugh at me, <laughs> but I was just like, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. And then my son discovered dolphin tail and that is actually based on a true story, um, about this dolphin named winter who basically had to have her tail amputated to save her life and how she was developing some issues and then they created a prosthetic tail for her bawling at that then I bawled it free willy too which I didn't even know that there was a sequel <laughs> until like two weeks ago um free willy too kind of the same vibe kind of the same little let let's let's escape from the bad guy Willie. like let's do this and or let's save jesse from a fire you know that happened because of an oil spill like let's save him crying again last week we also got 10 fish for my son this is our first time using well water so we didn't really know what to expect and the people at pet smart weren't so smart um about the pets we got and um, all of the fish ended up dying. So what happened was we bought a set of six. We did everything we thought we were supposed to do. And the next morning I thought all of them were swimming around. And then my husband was like, we've lost one. And when he, when he brought the fish in to flush it down the toilet, I started tearing up. And then one by one, we lost more fish until we were only left with two. And then he went to get four more that day. And then we had the conversation with my son about how it's kind of, it's kind of tough when you first get fish and you might lose some. And they were all swimming around. So I was like, okay, I think we're okay. And then the next morning I saw none of them swimming around. (laughs) 
And I told my husband, I said, the four I can find are gone. And the other two, I'm sure they're gone too. And I was really upset. And I was kind of laughing because I was like, how ridiculous is this? That I'm crying over these little fish that we've had for like a day or not even a day. And I felt silly. But then I started like really asking myself, why do I feel silly? And it was, well, because you don't hear of many people crying (laughs) because they've lost little fish. But I felt like responsible for their death because we didn't know what we were doing. And my husband's like, you know, we didn't set out to kill them. And I'm like, I know, but it's still, it still bothers me that like these little fish, if they were still at PetSmart would be alive. And then we took them home and now they're not like that hurts me. (laughs) And, um, he's just, Maybe like you listening is just like, oh my gosh, you know? But then I was also thinking like, now we have to tell my son that all of the fish he had are gone. And he was looking forward to it so much. And that sucked, you know? And so we picked him up and we went to get some ice cream And we talked to him and he was upset, but he was okay. And then we got home and I was doing something outside and he went into his room. And when I went into the house, he was taking stuff out of his tank and he was like, I just need to take stuff out so we can get ready for the new fish. And, and then he just lost it. He just started crying. And, you know, I said, I'm so sorry, buddy. I'm so sorry you lost your fish. And he was inconsolable for nearly half an hour. And it was really hard as a parent to not be able to do anything to help my son feel better or what I thought was feeling better. And, you know, my husband came in and was like, it's okay, buddy. Like, it's okay. We can get you new fish. We'll get you new fish. We need to figure out the water And we'll get you new fish. And then he just cried harder. And I realized, I said, you know, I understand what you're doing or what you're trying to do. But I said for him, it's not about getting new fish. It's about him being sad about losing the fish that he had. And I realized, like, 
this, it, it would be similar to when you lose a pet, like let's say a dog that you've had for ever. It's similar, or it could be the same, as telling someone, it's okay, don't be sad, which that drives me crazy when people tell other people to don't be sad, but it's like, don't be sad. You can get another dog, but you're grieving the loss of the dog that you've had for how many years? You know, when I told my husband, I said, it's not, in my mind, it's not the same, but he's four years old. I don't know what he's feeling. All I know is that he's sad about these fish that he was really excited about getting, that he's been wanting for a long time. It's about being sad that he doesn't have those fish. And it's kind of like when you have to go to the vet and have the animal you love so dearly. Euthanized. And then you come home and you see their bowl or you see their bed. And it's like you're going through that all over again. And I said, you know, I I feel like he kind of got it. But then coming home and seeing the empty tank, he he just realized what he didn't have. And it was something that he'd been wanting for a long time. And it was something that his four-year-old self cared about and he's sad and it's okay for him to be sad and how he's expressing himself is no different than how we expressed our sadness and our grief when we lost our dogs or when we had to say goodbye to our cat. It's no different. And so I told him, I said, I'm just letting him cry. I'm just giving him space to cry and get out this energy that he has that this is the only way he knows how to get it out. And again, to be fair, this is how many of us express loss. And then, you know, my my mother-in-law came in and kind of tried the same approach with my son and was trying to get him to, to talk, and he was just upset. And I just asked her and my husband, I'm like, can you just leave me alone with him? And I just let him cry. And I held him, and I was there for him. And I realized maybe they they think I'm being too sensitive. Maybe they think he's being too sensitive. But I care about my son. I love him. And what I'm doing for him is what I wish people had done for me when I was younger, and honestly, some days even now.
I feel like sometimes you just want somebody to sit there and hold your hand or hug you and just let you cry. And that's what I did for him. And it wasn't easy for me. It wasn't hard, but it hurt my heart to know that my son was so upset. But I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't care if anybody thinks I'm too sensitive or I don't care if anyone thinks that he's too sensitive. He's sad. And then I told him later, you know, we we went outside after, you know, he kind of worked through it. We went outside and he said, you know, mommy, look, I'm, I'm not crying anymore. And I said, I know, buddy. I said, and I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better. But I also want you to know that it's okay to be sad and it's okay to cry. Because when you're sad, it just means that you cared. And I don't think there's ever anything wrong with caring. And I realized I kind of had like a light bulb moment for myself. And I realized that so many times when I'm more emotional than someone thinks I should be, or if I'm being what someone classifies as too sensitive, especially when it comes to, you know, movies or, or animals and <laughs> just things that touch my heart. I'm not going to apologize for being moved by something for being touched by something. I'm not going to apologize for caring about something so much that it moves me to tears. Because I would rather feel than not feel. And this is one of my favorite things about me. You know, and and I was always told to to not cry, to not be sad, to not feel this way, to not feel that way. And it's interesting because I turned out to be quite the opposite. I feel things deeply. And often I do cry. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I cry when I'm angry. I cry when my heart is being touched by something. And I don't have shame or regret about that. Sometimes I get a little embarrassed and then I think, why am I embarrassed? Oh, because I don't want this person to think that I'm too sensitive or I'm overly emotional. And then my logic kicks in and I'm like, I really don't care. This is who I am. If you are not an emotional person, that's fine. I am. (laughs) And that's one of my favorite things about myself. And so I wanted to share this little story with you because I feel like being 
emotional and expressing emotion and specifically crying is almost looked down upon. And I just say, fuck that. I don't think there's anything wrong with being an emotional person. I don't think that there's anything wrong with expressing emotion when you are sad or when you are moved by something. And I feel like so often people have an issue with it because you shedding those tears or expressing emotion or sadness, it makes them uncomfortable and they don't know how to handle that themselves. So what makes it easier for them is for them to tell you, don't cry, don't be sad. We can do this. We can do that. You can do this. And it becomes about them. And so I just want to encourage you that if you are an emotional person, if you're feeling a certain way, if something moves you or touches you, something makes you sad, give yourself the freedom to express that in a way that feels authentic to who you are. I encourage you to not apologize for crying. Don't apologize for showing your emotion. It's starting to get windy and I have to go inside. It's approaching 10 o'clock. But don't not be who you are to appease other people, to make other people comfortable. If something moves you, to tears whether it's happiness whether it's sadness or it's joy let those tears flow and don't apologize for being an extremely feeling individual stay kind stay compassionate and stay curious with yourself and others